our European partners and colleagues have their own home market, their own day-to-day -day problems, their own business to run. We don't have a shared international office with people that are only focusing on the international expansion or growth, like with some other international companies. We're in that intermediary zone, which I like a lot because it gives a lot of freedom and a lot of independence. Date, January 2017, episode 151. In this episode, Edo van Dijk, CEO at Aiden Spiekemann, talks about changes over the last 20 years, curious clients, Asia and Chinese innovation, starting over, expansion obstacles, and his CEO perspective. How did your line of business change over the last 15 years or so? And where do you see it going? Well, it's clearly driven by digitization of all kinds of processes within companies and between companies and their audiences. We started the digital age as designers and design agencies in the mid-1990s, uh, both Speakerman and MetaDesign. And we in the Netherlands, as BRS Prems Lafonk, were early adopters of, of those new technologies and designing for the web. We created our first websites, as far as I can recall, in 1994 and 1995. We helped one of the main daily newspapers with their very first website in the Netherlands called the Volkskrant. We helped KLM with their very first book online. We helped the Dutch tax administration with their first online presence, etc. So we were very lucky. We could also do those projects because there was not a lot of competition yet. And our colleagues in Germany had exactly the same situation and the same experiences. So fortunately, our predecessors, partners, owners of the company and People like me and others that are now today partners in the company saw this happening and understood the importance of the internet and how we as designers in the design field could benefit from this change. So that was truly the major driver of change in the past 20 years. In terms of clients, what are you looking for as a company? Are you also looking for curiosity in your clients? Mm, yes, but not, that's not the essence. What we look for, what I look for in clients more specifically, is a true understanding of the power of brand and a curiosity about how design and design methods and design thinking and quality of design can help a brand forward. Especially here in Asia, that is very relevant and it's a major filter for me to find and in the end also select clients. It's, it's a bit harder to find those types of clients here in Asia than in Europe. I've come to experience so far, especially Chinese companies. There's not a lot of them that truly understand the relevance and power of brand and what a strong brand can do for their profit margins. There's a few companies trying, starting to understand it now, and those are the, the very successful ones. The ones that understand the power of brand, they grow very fast and they can become very successful in a short time because they have such a huge home market. And that is also where I see big changes uh, coming from. I mean, China is is learning very fast and China has still has in our European eyes and maybe also American eyes, there's still this preconception that Chinese people are good in copying things just like the Japanese were 40, 50 years ago. But see what happened with Japanese innovation. The same thing is happening now with Chinese innovation and it's going even faster because of that huge home market. So as soon as Chinese companies have developed something new, they have this incredible technological knowledge in how to make things 
I mean, all Silicon Valley companies like Apple, and, but also others like from Korea, Samsung, they all manufacture their, their products in China. So this knowledge and the quality of manufacturing is now also being used for homegrown brands. Of course, it's very logical that these things are happening. So you see homegrown Chinese brands in, for instance, the mobile phone and computer industry moving very rapidly and truly starting to innovate now on what they've learned before from copying. And I think, especially also in software, we will see a lot of interesting things happening over the coming years. Hidden Spiegelmann seems to have expanded quite a bit in recent years. Can you maybe talk a little bit about the benefits and obstacles that you encountered along the way as a company, I mean? That's interesting that you say that because if you just, again, look very rationally at the numbers, in 2000, in the Netherlands, we were 105 people in the year 2000. But we were purely a Dutch company working for Dutch clients. So the rest of the world didn't know about us, didn't realize that we were that big and that powerful, you could say. Today, we are, I think, 115 or 116 people, but then divided over three parts of the world, Europe, United States and Asia. So we're still, from my perspective, the same size. If you add up the size of our company or the past of our company, which was Meta Design in 2000 and Eden in 2000 in, in Amsterdam, I mean, we were more than double the size that we are today. In that sense, we've shrunk. But as Eden Speakerman, we've become a much more relevant or more important name internationally because we've become an international company, because we have offices around the, the world. And that brings its own challenges. It is a lot more difficult to maintain one company culture and one smooth organization behind the scenes in an international company that's divided over so many different time zones than it is to have a, a large company in one location, like in Amsterdam or in Berlin. So that is certainly a big challenge and that we're working with today to make sure that we're not creating too much bureaucracy, keeping it slim and small. If I compare our, our current size with our main competitors globally, I mean, we're still really a very small player. Companies like RGA and Huge that I've mentioned before are way bigger than we are, not to mention IDO or other big players. And there's a reason for that, because you do need to organize certain things on a global scale and uh, to have more, maybe also more legal advice. And those things are costly. So you want to be able to install that for as many people on the ground that do the daily work as possible, have that centralized. So those are the kinds of things that we're talking about today and that are the challenges for the near future. At the same time, I do like the fact that we are a very nimble and organization that's driving on individual entrepreneurship currently. It was my choice to go to Asia. It's also my role to make it work and to make it successful here. The same thing is happening with our colleagues that are running the LA team. It's two guys who are leading the pack there and the backing from Europe. But our European partners and colleagues have their own home market, their own day-to-day -day problems, their own business to run. So we don't have a shared international office with people that are only focusing on the international expansion or growth, like with some other international companies. We're in that intermediary zone, which I like a lot because it gives a lot of freedom and a lot of independence. But at the same time, we have the, the strength of, of our name and our culture and our portfolio behind us while expanding and exploring new markets. For you personally, what changed for you after you became CEO of Eden Spiekermann? On the one hand, not a lot. On the other hand, everything. 
So on the one hand, what didn't change much was the type of work that I was doing. I mean, I know what I'm good at and I also know what I'm not so good at. So I try to focus the kind of work that I do, the kind of relationships that I build with clients on the kinds of things that I'm good at. And that's also what I continued doing when I moved to Singapore. So I'm not completely in the dark or starting all over in that sense. I'm continuing in the same journey, doing similar kinds of projects, sometimes wayfinding, sometimes a brochure or an annual report, but trying to focus as much as possible on, on digital. At the same time, everything is different because I started truly on my own. I didn't start with a team. I'm building the team today, this year. But last year, 2015, I worked on my own, building up a network, starting to engage with clients, finding some new clients in, in the local market, and really working as a new startup or as an individual designer starting afresh. So that was different because I had to be very hands-on. I had to do everything myself, including the artwork for going to print, including making the um, invoices, etc. So. Of course, in our team in Amsterdam that I left behind as a managing director, we had people doing these different things, specialists. So I had to become very quickly a generalist again, finding out my way around the, the governmental systems here, finding out all anew how online banking works here, which is quite different from, uh, from Europe, etc., etc. So it was a super interesting journey, exploring and finding out and starting all over again. But fortunately, with all the experience and knowledge that I brought from, from the past in Europe. And this year, it's the big challenge for us here is, of course, to find talent, to find talented people and to build a new team with local people and partially maybe also with people that we bring in from Europe. Over the past months, I've brought in colleagues from our Amsterdam and Berlin offices to work on projects for us and with us here. But I cannot continue doing that simply because it's too expensive. The hourly rates here are a lot lower than in Europe. And of course, the additional cost of flying in people and making sure that they have a, a roof above their head and food every day also adds up to the bill. So you must have clients that are willing to pay the difference and that understand the, the importance of bringing in experienced people from Europe on certain projects. But I do want to focus on building a local team here, and that's what I'm doing today. So I have three Singaporean employees now, and, and I'm working with four more local freelancers on different aspects of work. And I'm starting to understand and to learn how to work with local people, and that's very enriching for me. <laughs>